Hey friend, and welcome back into the podcast. I'm Carrie, co-founder and owner of A Natural Shift, along with my sister, Julie. Our vision is to bring wellness to our local and global communities. We believe that through daily habits, the real progress and lasting change you desire occurs. Here's what you can expect. Each week on Wednesday, we will bring you a topic, a concept, or an inspiring interview that falls within the three pillars of wellness, nutrition, movement, and natural solutions. Some weeks, we will share a Monday mini episode, all with the intention of helping you take the upgrade to become the best version of yourself and all that God created you to be. Welcome back into the podcast. So excited for you guys to be here. We, we are kicking off 2020 with a awesome series called The Real Life Upgrades. We have picked four dynamic, inspirational women to come on and share their real life stories and struggles with you all to really bring some relatability, to bring some practical tips. I'm really excited for you to um, dig into this uh, content that's going to be shared over the next four weeks. And I have one of my really good friends, Katie, to kick off this series. But first, I just cannot help but remind you and make sure that you know that our seven-day shift cleanse is going to be starting very soon, January the 5th. You have just a few more days to join us. We run this cleanse twice a year. We're really excited to kick off 2020 in a great way in a really intentional way and with a clean slate. And so uh, we would love for you to join us. If you want more information on that, you can always go to our website, which is naturalshift.com forward slash cleanse is going to take you directly to this page. You're going to learn all about the cleanse and you can actually purchase it from that page as well. And once you purchase it, you have lifetime access. So you can do this cleanse forever with us. And we would love to have you. Please let us know if we can answer any questions for you. You can always email us at info at a natural shift.com and we will get back with you promptly. Okay, so on to today's interview with Katie. Katie is a wife, a mom, she's a professional writer in the aerospace she's a professional writer in the aerospace industry. She is a silver leader with doTERRA. She also loves books, coffee, Enneagram, running. She's super fascinated by natural health and the human body, especially the gut. And above all, she hopes to find a way to teach the next generation of women to love their bodies from a young age. And I think that you'll see in her story why she feels that way. And so I'm really excited for you to listen into this interview. Katie is one of the funniest people that I get the pleasure to be around. She is no nonsense. I love the way she just tells it the way it is. Uh, I hope that you will be as inspired as I was after you listen to this interview. Just some real life struggles, some real life internal dialogue that we probably all struggle with. And um, I'm just so thankful that she allowed me to interview her. And I know that this is going to touch someone. So I hope you enjoy. Well, Katie, I'm so excited to be interviewing you today. You were one of my very close friends, and so I'm excited for everybody else to see how awesome you are. And we actually met... Um, in college and uh, didn't know each other that well, but have really grown to know each other quite well these days um, as we were connected uh, through essential oils. And so I'm excited for Katie to share her story. There's so many great nuggets in here, I know. So Katie, why don't you just jump right in? Wherever you want to start is totally fine. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie. I'm just like ecstatic to be here. Mm -hmm. I am uh, honored, honestly. And you're right. You and I um, had a, I feel like a connection in college, but never really got to know each other that well until a few years ago. And I'm so grateful mm -hmm. uh, for social media of all the bad things it can bring. It brings so many great things too. That's and, right. Uh, 
reconnected us, of course. Um, so yeah, a little bit about, I guess, me. Um, I am a married uh, woman, a mother. I've been with my husband for be 14 years next month. So we're excited to celebrate that anniversary. And I have an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. And I work full-time in the aerospace industry. And um, Carrie, you led me down the path to health about, you know, a little over three years ago. Um, That's right. Health, I will say just as a sort of like my definition of health really changed when I met you and and learned about um, all the natural options. Up until that point in my life, I feel like health for me was really about diets and weight. <laughs> and then um, as, for, as for many people, I would say, <laughs> yes, I mean, I do, I do. I think that that is pretty normal. Um, I spent a large portion of my childhood and teenage years and even into my 20s um, obsessing and trying so hard to, to attain mm-hmm. that ideal weight um, unsuccessfully, um, or at least for a very short period of time, because it was very unsustainable. But, um, but yeah, you've taught me so much about what health really looks like, the big picture, um, that it is not one thing that it is uh, a overall sort of whole package, you know, and weight is simply just a metric, right? That's right. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that when I reconnected with you, it was also at a point where I realized having a daughter, I had a huge responsibility to her yeah. to uh, set her up with the right skills, with the right mindset to grow into her own. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to um, help her avoid a lot of the pitfalls of, you know, being a woman and body image that I had um, struggled with. That's so, right. so that was a big driver for me. Yeah. Um, I just remember, you know, I, I didn't mention this, but you were kind of hesitant to, um, <laughs> to maybe accept oh, yeah. that this was a viable option and something that you wanted to, um, to bring into your home. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, to say I am stubborn is an understatement. <laughs> um, yeah, everything. Uh, I think I got this from my father and he would admit it. Um, everything has to be our idea. Mm, <laughs> and if it's not, it's probably not a good idea. But, um, <laughs> obviously that's not true. But um, yeah, you had approached me, I think, probably a year or two before I actually got started down the natural path. My mindset was not really in the right place. Um, but I think it's funny how God sort of lines up the things that happen in our life. Yeah. Um, and I think when you came back along, it was the perfectly right time. Um, 2015 was um, pretty much hands down the worst, hardest year of my life, I should say hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, personal and professional struggles, things that I had to work through. Um, really a lot of mental work had to be done. But unfortunately during that year, I just ate all my feelings. I mean, literally, I think that whole year, um, that's the only way I could handle it. And headed into 2016 was when I said, okay, this is not a good plan. Mm -hmm. I am a wreck. Um, I am not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good employee. I was not um, serving anyone in my family or myself well. And so I think 2016, the very beginning of that year is I said, um, much like we always do in January, right? Have great sure. intentions of changing our lives, yeah. you know, overhauling the whole thing, which is, is funny because we always overdo it. But I went for a run 
And I always hated running. I played softball and it was always hilarious because I hated even running around the field once. <laughs> you know, I, went for, I always wanted to be a runner, but I just hated it, you know? Sure. So, but I think it's funny how, um, when we change our mindset about anything, um, I walked out and I said, I'm not running today for the first time in my life. I'm not running to lose a pound. I am running because my mind needs something to set it free. Like I needed right. some sort of outlet because I just had so much built up. And yeah. so that was really the first, literally the first step <laughs> is I went for a run and then I went for another, for another. And so, um, and my husband at that time also started, um, he started this CrossFit boot camp program and we were like, okay, it's time for us to, to be better models for our kids, better examples yeah. for our kids as they start to get older and more independent and making those choices. And, uh, and then you came along, um, just a couple months later. So I was starting to get into that mindset of taking care of myself, better taking care of my family. And there you came. <laughs> and I just, you know, I think the timing was just so perfect. That's right. And the odd thing about it was that my mother-in-law had invested in some oils as well, doTERRA oils. And I happened to be at her house one weekend and she said, I just got, you just got to smell these. They just smell awesome. You know, mm-hmm. she started teaching me about the things she had learned about safety and how to use them. And, and I thought it's so weird because, um, at the same time, my sister had told me that she had bought a diffuser and I was like, what, why is this all, why is this all coming at me? Mm. You know, there's all these things coming together at once. I said, like, oh, this must, I think this might be the next step. Yeah. And so me always wanting a good deal. <laughs> um, there was a great promotion that month. So of course, you know, I'm like, you know, trying to figure out how I can afford it. And my mm-hmm. husband was just like, if you want it, you know, do it. And so I, I did, I took the plunge. I got a kit. I was so excited. I was also on my second round of antibiotics for a terrible sinus infection at that wow. point. And I was yeah. so desperate for anything that would give me relief. I'd been over a month of just being sick, sick, sick. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I just, I feel like it was all, it all sort of came together. And then we did our first round of whole 30, a couple months later where we really started digging into what foods our bodies do and don't respond well to. So that year, 2016 was really like the year where sort of body, um, nutrition, um, natural holistic options sort of all came together at one time. Yeah. And you mentioned several times mindset and it really, I I think that um, you do have to kind of be in a place that you're ready uh, mentally. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously sometimes your body's telling you, Hey, I'm ready. Um, But we don't always listen to that, unfortunately. Right. um, It really is all about mindset and um, your mind was on prevention. It's what it sounds like to me. Um, you really wanted to be more preventative um, in your health, but also um, just try to think about what you are showing your kids, which is very important. We don't often think about that, but they're watching. Um, Absolutely. Like a hawk. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing about that is, um, you know, we grew up in the 80s and 90s. It was like the fat-free culture. You know, everything, diet culture was all about fat-free and everything was just processed food, but it was fat free. So it was good for you, mm-hmm. you know, and we did the, you know, I, I know my, yeah, my, our parents did the best they could with the information they had. They, that, that was what was considered healthy then, you know, and I feel like we know more now we know 
we have new knowledge, we have different knowledge about how to fuel our bodies, about what wellness really means. That's right. um, but you're right, mindset, I was at a really low place and I lived there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But I got to a point where I said, enough, this is not who I want to be. You know, I am, I guess I was about 34 maybe at the time, 30, yeah, something like that. My kids were two and four when, when I sort of hit that moment where I said, it's time. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I can remember finding a journal in my closet from when I, when I was a kid. I mean, I was 11 actually. And it talked about the diet that I was on when I was 11. And I thought to myself when I found that, because I was mm-hmm. an adult when I found it, I thought, yeah. why in the world at 11 years old was this what I was worried about? You know? And I, know. Mm. and I don't know why I don't, I can't point it back to a specific trigger. Obviously I was very insecure, um, about my weight. I had, you know, been picked on in elementary school. Of course, those are things we all deal with. We're all yeah. picked on for something. Right. But it really, um, it really stuck with me and, you know, well into my teens, you know, it was diet pills and, you know, skipping mm-hmm. many meals and, um, you know, to the point where in college I was, you know, ordering diet pills on the internet, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was all the bad things, you know? And, and then of course I was on anxiety meds. Why wouldn't I be I was on diet pills? Uh, racing 90 miles an hour all the time. So, you know, it was like, I finally got to the point where I was like, is this what I want my daughter to live into? Because this is what I've lived and I don't know any different. And so there's an interesting quote from, I don't know if you've, you know, I love Brene Brown. Yes. I'm always talking about Brene Brown. Even at work, in my day job, I talk about Brene Brown um, and her work on shame and resilience. And she says, um, we can't give our children what we don't have. And she's not just talking about material things, you know? I mean, she's mm-hmm. talking about the mental stuff. If we don't model what it looks like to love and care for our bodies, our daughters, I mean, and our sons um, won't know how to love and care for theirs. So if we don't model resilience and and vulnerability and and how to handle when life gets hard and not just eat your feelings, you know, my kids are going to do the same thing, you know? So that's, um, that's really what the last three years have been about. It's been by, about my work, um, giving up the fight over my physical body and all Mm -hmm. the imperfections and really focusing internally. Yeah, um, on the heart, on the mind, um, filling my mind with truth instead of the things I've been repeating to myself for the last two decades. You know, I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot. Self hate, all of that. <clears throat> it's a lot to undo. Yeah, and so I think it is, and I think it's like this un this unbecoming. You know what I mean? Like this un unwinding of all the things that I have been telling myself. And so I think part of it is. For so long, the message for women has been, and this is media, this is marketing, this is everything around us. Here are all the ways you can fix your body so that maybe one day you can love it, right? Mm -hmm. Diets, Botox, plastic surgery, cellulite cream, tanning beds, quick fix pills was one of the things, you know, that I tried. And Mm -hmm. the irony is that all of these things are actually wrecking our bodies. They're wrecking us. And so I think my message for myself and for my daughter and for, for all women to really make a step forward in this space is that you're not broken. You don't need fixing despite what like everyone tells you, you were made exactly as you should be, you know? And yeah. so if you really want to change your life, quit focusing on the number on the scale 
and focus on your physical, mental, spiritual health, all is all together, not one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can really be the best version of yourself, not the thinnest version, not the tannest, not the most symmetrical, but you know, yeah. the, you can find like the you inside of you that that's true and real and authentic and, and vulnerable. And I think that's really what I want my daughter to learn. And I want her to look in the mirror and, and be able to say those things to herself. Like what is true? Who am I? And not oh my gosh, I have a role here, a dimple there, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that we've, we've talked, um, several times about just the, the constant pull, um, and struggle to stay on, on a good path, let's say, yeah. and you feel like you might quote unquote fall off the wagon some, but you know, you just get back on. Can you talk a little bit yeah. more about that? Oh gosh. I mean, like, it's my life has been the definition of, of yoga falling off the wagon. I always tell my husband, I fell off the wagon and it backed up and ran over me. <laughs> just, you know, like the wagon is always, I'm always falling off. But I think what you and I, and you and I talked about this last week when we were standing in line at the breakfast place and there were these cookies, the size of our heads and they looked amazing, of course. And yes. I said, we talked about this. We said, um, I have to, to think about in an hour, in two hours, in a day, that thing will be delicious for that, you know, one minute I'm eating, but how am I going to feel, you know, how, how am I going to feel? I'll probably feel guilty, which I shouldn't, but I'll feel bad. Like my body is, that is not what my body needs and not what it craves. So I think when we talk about mindset, when we think about the big picture and when we can think beyond that instant gratification of that tree or that or, you know, skipping that run, or it's not just about food. A lot of times I focus on food because that's been the real battleground for me. But same with exercise. When we skip that yoga workout, when we really needed that good stretching or that we skip that cardio workout, when we really need to release some endorphins, mm-hmm. you know, like what's the long, what, what, how's that going to look like later today or tomorrow? Or how am I going to feel when I wake up tomorrow? I think when we can frame it in a way, it's easier to not fall off the wagon you know, when we can think about the big picture and that's, that's the struggle because temptation, um, the temptation to sit on the couch instead of work out the temptation to, um, you know, we can easily get lazy or tired. Um, and I think about just like building habits. Um, for instance, like one of my key core things that I do every day is of course, take my supplements, use my oils for my Mm -hmm. mental health, for my physical health. And I had to put that on my calendar to remind me three yeah. times a day, <laughs> you know, because at first it wasn't yeah. a habit. It wasn't instinctual. And until you can make it instinctual, you have to give yourself cues and prompts and tools throughout the day to remind yourself, like, this is your goal. Your goal is to make this a habit. So you don't really have to think about it. But um, that's right. But yeah. So when we fall off the wagon, I think often for me, it's all about, um, the big picture and scheduling success, you know, um, yeah, putting it, putting it on my calendar so that it has to happen. No doubt. So in thinking about this, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what advice would you give to someone that does feel really stuck and that does feel like they just don't know where to go from, you know, what they've really known for the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, how, what, what is the first step? You know, can you, can you give them some encouragement? Yeah. So, so there's a great quote from, um, 
a book I've been reading from her name is Cheryl Strayed. You probably have heard of her, but it's mm-hmm. called Tiny Beautiful Things. And it's um it's kind of a really raw book. It's not for everybody, but I found it to be great. And she talks about change and she says, real change happens on the level of the gesture. It's one person doing one thing differently than he or she did before. And this is really what your brand and your podcast is all about is, is, is the next right thing. And you can't do it all. I'm the queen of trying to overhaul my life in one day. And so I think what I've learned is a, that's totally setting me up for failure, disappointment, frustration, because it's just not possible. Um, it's, you can't overhaul your life in one day. It's just picking one thing to change. And I always tell people that I'm working with who are trying to change, just do one thing this month, pick Mm -hmm. one thing in your house or one thing in your schedule, one thing in your habits that you want to improve one thing. Because if you do it for a month, it's going to become a habit. And next month you can pick something different because right. this has been, you know, it's been three years for me to even get to this point. And so much of it is mental. I think one of the things we have to realize is that you have to get to the root cause of what's going on. If you just try to change things on the surface, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're changing your, your actions, but you're not really changing the intention behind them. And mm-hmm. so I think when you can dig deep and figure out what your triggers are, um, yeah. what are the things that are sending you down a path of, a lot of times it's self-sabotage, you know? I mean, and right. we do that and we don't even realize we're doing it. But I think you have to do a lot of digging, um, personal development, reading books. I'm obsessed with books, audio books, mm-hmm. podcasts, everything. Um, digging into things that make me think, things that make me reflect. Um, I think you have to do the work um, because until we do the mental work and the heart work, I don't think anything really changes on the outside. You're right. And, but you know what? That's the harder thing to do. Absolutely. It's, it's easier it's to crazy keep and it's not quick it either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's just uh, something that you, I think you have to be ready, honestly. And um, what, what helps you get ready? I think it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. I do think it does help um, as I've seen. And I think as you have seen to have a community of people that are trying and working towards this every single day to be a part of um, because sometimes you can feel really alone. Yeah. And absolutely. It's, it's important to have others around you that'll lift you up. And I think, I mean, that's such a fabulous point. I mean, another thing Brene says is connectivity and connection are just like keys to our survival. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is not only a community, but you have, we have a community, you've built a community where there are people who are further along on the path and they almost, yeah. everyone in that community is so great at, at stepping back, grabbing our hand and pulling us forward. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's on a different, you know, a different place. And so I think we're charged with grabbing those hands behind us, just like the people in front of us have done that for us. And, you know, there are so many things that I have changed and gosh, you would never know. Julie would never know so many people within our community that I have changed in my life just because of something that you guys have shared or some struggle you guys have shared. And um, I absolutely agree. It's fundamental um, that we are, and I don't just think it's around like-minded people. I don't think we should always be around people that think the the same as us, but around people who have maybe similar goals. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I, I found so much encouragement in that. And, and just like, you know, you've encouraged people. I've encouraged people. I mean, like you said, there's, there's always somebody at a different level and a different, I guess you could call it chapter in their journey. Yeah. And I think it's really important for us to keep, keep living that as an, and be an example to, to those Absolutely. around us um, that our world needs more of that. I and think. I think, I think it, we have to remember we're not going to be an example of perfection either. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of us feel like we can't help others because we're not perfect. Yeah. We've, a lot of us struggle with that. Well, how, who am I to serve others this way when I am not in perfect health or I'm not in perfect fitness? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to remember that um, being honest and open about our journey and the things we struggle with is just as helpful as guiding someone um, on the path. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, there has to be some relatability. Um, and they, and that when we do open up, they can see themselves in you. And I think that's really important. That's what connects us. And yeah, you're, you're quoting Brene now because she always talks about vulnerability. (laughs) Yeah. I love her. I love her so much. She's just, um, she's been a big part of my, um, journey of figuring out, um, what Cheryl Stray calls the reckoning, which I feel like a lot of us women go through around our thirties. Uh-huh. Um, she says, um, I think this is, this is a cool quote. She says, there will be a reckoning. There is always a reckoning for every one of us accounting for what happened in our childhoods and why and who our parents are and how they succeeded and failed us is the work we all do when we do the work of becoming whole grown up people. And I love that because I feel yeah. like we all reach it at different points. And what you say when people are ready, it's like for the reckoning. And I don't mean that to be against anyone's parents. I mean, I had amazing parents. Sure. That's not that, but we all know that there are things that happened in our childhood that formed us and shaped us and yeah. in good ways and bad. And so we have to come to terms with that. That's part of our adulthood of our, you know, becoming adults is really coming to terms with, with who we are and figuring out who that is. Cause for someone we really, I don't think we really know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she also right. says something cool that she says a million, there are so many tiny revolutions in a life and we have to circle around ourselves to grow and change and be okay. And perhaps the body is our final frontier. It's the one place we can't leave. We're there till it goes. And I thought that was really cool when I read it because I thought this, it's like we, we struggle with it because we can't get away from it. Yeah. Know? Right. It's, we can't, we can't, right. it's our holding space, our, our heart and mind and soul live there and there's, there's no escaping. And so we struggle sometimes I think to really, um, to really be okay with it. But you're right. When you're ready, when you're like, I'm so done mm-hmm. with feeling all these things unwell or sick or mentally, you know, yeah. then it's, t- and then you're ready to make that shift. Then it's like, like, hang on, you know, because that's right. Get ready committed to change. Yeah. It's just like a whirlwind. And, you know, I, I posted on this about social media on social media this week about coming home from, you know, another experience with doTERRA, learning more about the amazing research that's going on and, and realizing that I'm three years ago, I'm so, I'm such a different person yes. in a good way. Yeah. I don't recognize myself. Um, right. and just knowing that this is just the beginning because mentally I've made that shift. So I feel like, like it's only up from here, you know, That's taking right. charge of, um, our health being, feeling in control of it, you know, because we're, we are in control. Um, 
we get to make the choices and decide how we're going to feel. That's right. Yeah. Gosh, you have such an important message to share, Katie. Um, Thank you so much for being on. And speaking of social media, will you tell people how they can follow along with you? Because you share a lot of great, great things. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah. So my um, Instagram is runs on oil and as well as my Facebook, it's facebook.com slash runs on oil. That first run is what got me going. And then the oils were the next piece. So obviously, you know, I run on oil. (laughs) I love that. That's that's where I am. I've, yeah, I've, every I've day pers- is what keeps me going and coffee, but that was really <laughs> long runs on oil and coffee. So. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you. Um, it just makes me smile so big. Just hearing again, your story of um, how far you've come and, and just knowing that um, this is only the beginning and that you're committed to this and that you were ready and you did take that first step. And it's all been because of that, you know, so I would, we would like to encourage if you're listening and you're just like, yes, that's me. I just feel so stuck and I'm not sure. We, we can't tell you what the first right step is. You know, exercise is a great, a great way to um, work through some of those things. But you just have to, to um, see what you feel like would be the best for you and just start there. Just start, start, start somewhere. Put your toe in. And what I've seen Absolutely. is that'll part the waters. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Katie. I appreciate you being on with us today. Well, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate you being such a huge piece of my journey. Thank you for spending time with us today. For free resources and materials, head over to anaturalshift.com and make sure to follow us on social media. You'll find those links in the show notes. It would mean so much to us if you would leave a review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Share this episode with someone that you know would love it. This is how we can get our message out to more people. And until next time, don't forget to take the upgrade in some small way today.